Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no-fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Today's episode is actually brought to you by my newsletter. And this is where I send weekly tips, my favorite tools, and tons of little nuggets of information around marketing, business, and of course, Instagram directly to your inbox. It's literally like a sunshine-filled party in your inbox every week. And I would love to have you part of it. So be sure to check out the link just to subscribe and join my newsletter, which is linked in the show notes. But let's get right into today's interview. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is our last episode of season two, and I have a very special guest with me. My fiance, my operations manager, Marlon. <laughs> so many titles. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. But in today's episode, we are kind of doing a follow up. So if you don't know who Marlon is, um, he's been on the show once before, and it was almost a year ago. And it's ironic. Maybe we can like fi- find the sound bite, but. One of the questions was, would you ever work together? And we were like, no, no. No way. But yeah, that was a joke. So obviously we're working together now. And then I did another episode where I kind of did like, I think it was like scaling struggles. And I talked about like kind of what was going on in my business. And then I kind of gave a story on why I decided to hire Marlon. And so yeah, definitely listen to those episodes if you haven't already. But today, we are going to be answering your questions. There are definitely some juicy ones. So I guess let's just dive right in. Let's get into it. Okay. So first of all, everyone wants to know, what does your operations manager role entail? So what my day-to-day consists of is facilitating weekly team meetings, uh, keeping Natasha on track with tasks and her workload, Email inbox support and outreach, appointment setting, uh, setting up and monitoring the workflows in Dubsado, ClickUp, intensive client support, which is a big one, uh, building out landing pages and uploading that content, course support. And yeah, I'd say that's, that's about it. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely like back end oh. and very much an integrator role. If you're familiar with visionary versus integrator, I'm very much the person doing the things, showing up for the things, creating the things, having all the ideas. And Marlon essentially is kind of like my boss in a sense. Like I'm the CEO and the visionary of what we're doing. But Marlon essentially is making sure I'm on task, I'm on track, I'm not overwhelming us with things that we don't need to be doing. Um, And he essentially is focusing on all the buckets of like managing me, managing the teams, our contractors, 
and just every project that we're working on collaboratively. And then also managing our clients and our offers. So support, um, obviously is a huge support role with a mastermind. So it's very much like backend integrator work. All to things. A team. Yeah. All things for sure. Definitely. Um, and like day to day, do you feel like you've found like a routine? Like every day, does it kind of look the same? Does it look different? Um, I'd say like when it comes to a few things such as whether it's like inbox support, um, or, you know, with things with the mastermind things were just, you know, on like a fluent daily basis, like those, I had a routine, but I think the day kind of just varies depending on what it is that we need to get done. Right. Yeah. I feel like emails and like anything important for whatever project or if I have an intensive or, you know, we have a podcast episode live, like he has reoccurring tasks each week, but each day is different. For sure. Um, and yeah, I think people always ask how, what hours we work. I would say right now we usually work Monday through Friday around nine ish to about four, five ish depends on the day. Most of the time five. Yeah. Most of the time five, but I feel like we definitely will take a day off or log off early for ahead. Cool. Okay. I love this question. It's like the biggest, oh, wow, this is legit moment that Marlon has had just from seeing the business. Because of course he knew about what I did, but yeah. What was like, did you have a moment where you were like, oh, wow, this is legit because like you knew about my business, but you kind of like didn't. Like I very much had the boundary of like, I wouldn't talk about business unless I like had to like I very much kept it to myself and kept that very strict boundary so was it like a shock was it like what you expected oh I 1000% had that moment like I was I think I was just in like overwhelm during that first onboarding month it was just like seeing all of the moving parts within the SWN framework was just like wow, I was not expecting it to be that much, um, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I was, you know, behind on the learning curve when it came to all of the tools that you guys were using and the processes that you guys had in place. Yeah. So I knew that there was just going to be a lot of learning, a lot of ramping up and just getting things together so I could just hit the ground running. Definitely. I feel like both of our biggest struggles when you came in is that like you just have never been in an online business. You've been in startups, you know, you've been in your mom's business, but it's just completely different than my business essentially. And just learning the tools, the systems and just, yeah, what goes into launches, what goes into when I'm speaking, like there's just so much that you had to learn really fast. And I think you did really well of like truly adapting to it because yeah, it's definitely a lot when you're not familiar with it. And it's been interesting to see you kind of like dive into it all. I know, but I'd say I'm pretty proud of, yeah, you know, how, how fast I picked up on things. Oh, definitely. That was like the biggest struggle, but it's been like maybe six months now. Yeah, roughly six months going on seven, I believe. Yeah. So the amount that you've learned, like 
the things you whip up in Kajabi, I probably still don't know how to whip up in Kajabi, honestly. So yeah, that was definitely the oh wow legit moment of just the tools, moving parts. Like I know, like uh, even a few weeks ago, you were like, "Wow, you just get so many emails. Like you've been getting a lot more emails lately." And I'm like, "No, like that's just been forever. <laughs> it's craziness." Yeah. I don't know. And that's, that was the oh wow moment for me is I'm like, wow, how did I like think I could do this by myself or just think one OBM could do this well? Because I mentioned before, I had an amazing OBM, but it was impossible for them to support me in all the ways that I needed support. So it surprised me how much I like kind of thought we wouldn't have enough work for you, but I'll do (laughs) more than enough. Yeah. (laughs) So what has the next question, what has surprised us? so far about working together? Well, that's a good one. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I think a combination of it did surprise me how fast you learned about things and how much you've enjoyed it. Like, I think that's what surprised me the most. Like I figured you'd obviously like it a lot better than your corporate job, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that you genuinely enjoy it. And I didn't know there'd be such a big change in you. I don't think that corporate America is like the worst, but I think the field you were in and the job you were in were like very unhealthy for both of us. Like that's the ironic thing that I don't know if I told you guys in the episodes where I talked about hiring Marlon is literally his lack of work-life balance in his corporate job bothered me probably more than it bothered him. Like he was working more than me which doesn't even make sense. But so yeah, I think it surprised me how like happy you've been, how much you've enjoyed it and how quickly and willingly you've learned about just all the things. Oh yeah. I was so excited just, just to wake up every morning and just like, just to get right into it. Like, and I use this term all the time. It's called sandboxing. And like, just to get on Kajabi or Dubsado and even ClickUp you know and just like to work through it and just to figure things out it was just so cool to me yeah just because like this space is so interesting it was all new to me so i'm like wow like this is what happens right you know what else surprised you was there anything that surprised you i mean again right like we we were super like opposed to this not ever being a thing I think we weren't opposed to it, but we had never been open to it. I think that's what it was. Like I was never open to it. You were never really like, I really want to do this. Let me bring it up to Tosh. Like we both were kind of like, this is kind of what we decided and we're like fine with it. I don't think I was ever opposed to it, but I think we were just like, yeah, we're just not going to do this. But like, but like why though? Right. Like why, why were we, like set on that. I think you didn't want to like cross any boundaries yes. or like interfere with And I also felt like I was so good from when we started dating of like I never would bring work or my phone or anything into the time we spend together and I feel like that's always something I've held really highly. So I just always assumed if we worked together I would lose that boundary. And to an extent, I, I have, but I've gained so much more, so it's fine. Anyway, we went off track there. Um, uh, any other surprises? And people, always, like, our friends always ask, like, so what's, how's the boss? Yeah, like, yeah. how am I yeah. as a boss? Did I, no. like, what you thought no. you'd be? What yeah, you thought you're, be? You're, you're great. Like, super supportive. And the thing that I love most 
is if something is not communicated in the best way for either you or me, I love that you, you know, try and dig a little deeper in terms of, well, how could we have like gone about communicating this better? Or like, is there a better way for us to, to better do something to then avoid this from happening? So yeah, I mean, I just love how like mindful you are about things and just always like constantly wanting to improve and like better our processes and, and how we communicate. But yeah, I just think we mesh super well together and, and yeah, you are great at what you do. So good job. (laughs) Okay. Biggest weakness you noticed when joining the team. This is for Marlon. I mean, obviously, right. Like you guys didn't have the capacity to fully, you know, like cater and tend to your inbox. right? Right. As well as having a system that worked for you guys like and and i'd say like click up for instance right but now that that's in place now that we have eyes on the inbox like i think i think that's that's helped so so significantly yeah i think that was the biggest thing that i was struggling with was inbox Mm -hmm. like forgetting about things not replying to things and that's important as a speaker, as someone that's like getting brand partnership in- inquiries, like obviously for managing clients, like it was a lot. And it was definitely to the point where I realized I couldn't do it by myself. So I think that was definitely one of our biggest weaknesses. And kind of when I was like, like when we had that conversation of you were like, I hate my job. And I was like, I hate my inbox. <laughs> I was like, ding, I need help. So yeah, I, I agree. Inbox was the worst thing. And yeah, it wasn't that ClickUp wasn't working, but I think it needed to be updated. Like with any system or tool, it needs to grow as your business scales. And I think we hadn't anticipated that it'd be growing still so much. Yeah. Let's actually talk about another question we got was what business systems do you use the most? And I think a big common misconception is that a system is a tool. So ClickUp is not a system. It is a tool, for example. So I'm going to talk about our tools because those facilitate our systems. So obviously I'd say ClickUp and Slack are what we communicate in daily, ClickUp, you would say, is probably for more projects and communicating on specific projects, emails, things like that. And then I would say, and just tracking progress and due dates. And then I would say Slack is more for like day-to-day, like if Marlon just needs something really quick, instead of scurrying his little bum into my office, I say, boy, Slack me, because that was an issue. We should talk about all the issues we had because I think that's something people don't talk about enough is the biggest thing was like Marlon's like, oh, Tasha's right next door. Let me just scurry in and ask her about this podcast that they want to have her on. And obviously anyone that knows if you're doing deep focus work, having to get out of that mode, it's just the worst. So yeah, so he slacks me for those types of things. He doesn't assign a task for me, but if he does need, like, if he's like, hey, I need you to write this email, I'm assign a task. We're getting better at that, but it's definitely something that it's hard because like we talk every day and we're like, 
like your office is like literally right behind us. Sometimes I'm doing something else and probably the same for you too. Like you're more flexible and you're more of a support role. But yeah, so when I'm creating something, I don't need to be doing other things. So yeah, I'd say those are the most common systems that we use. And then like obviously Kajabi for hosting courses, the mastermind freebies. So like what he does in there is like often creating out like the checkout page, creating the product, like not as much designing things, but more so just like creating the thing that we are selling or facilitating. And then Dubsado. Yeah. Which is for client onboarding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So setting up those workflows, making sure things are automated and flowing well. Yeah. I'd, so those are the ones that we use the most commonly for all of us. I just did an episode about my client experience where I talk a lot more about this. So definitely would tune into that if you're interested. Okay. Surprise favorite part about your job. Yeah. So for me, I'd say like, I truly enjoy being behind the scenes, right? So everything behind the scenes back in truly what I enjoy doing. So, you know, just being able to build something out or put something together and then just to see it like flow seamlessly, that brings me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say that's, that's something that I enjoy the most. Yeah. I think like that really came together for hot Instagram summer. Oh yeah. Like it happened very fast, but I think like us doing like the walkthroughs and him managing the chat and like just setting everything up for that. I feel like you loved it. I think we, the whole team had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It was such a cool experience. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, it's coming next year. Better than ever. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is like the biggest question. We got it in a few different ways, but I think it's kind of the same question of, do you stop talking about work at a certain time each day? How do you turn your business brain off? So I would say we stick to business hours. Mm -hmm. Meaning... We work those hours, we said, Monday through Friday, and then we're off on the evenings, off in the mornings, and we take weekends off or vacations. We obviously take vacations sometimes and trips and stuff. And I'd say for the most part, it wasn't always like this, especially when you were training. And I kind of gave us that wiggle room of like, okay, he's still getting used to it. His brain is kind of overwhelmed with all these things. So like, let's just talk it out if we need to talk it out. But... I do think for the most part, we are pretty good at not talking about work things. And I think I kind of set that boundary way before you were even with the company, but it's just something that's important to me. And I think you had to come to grips with that. Like, I remember like the first few months you would like run into your office to like answer an email at 8 PM. And I was like, no, you are not like, like you having to understand nothing is truly urgent, I think has helped you also kind of understand that. Like it's okay if we get an email at night, we don't need to respond to it. We don't need to talk about it. It's going to be there tomorrow. But I also think like for me at least, do I turn my business brain off? I never force my business brain to be off. I think I can do things to help it turn off. But I have come to understand as a visionary, I'm always, I'm 
always having new ideas for content, for projects, for ideas. And sometimes I like to talk it out and brainstorm it out, but it's not like, hey, go make these into tasks. It's more just me dreaming and thinking. And I think it's good for him to understand the ideas that I have and also put me in check too. Like, okay, that's a great idea, but do we need to be doing that right now? Like things like that. So yeah, that was kind of my like long, that's my take on like, I think we do have decent boundaries, but sometimes we will talk about things. But like, I remember last time at like last night at dinner, you were like, Hey, like, what do you want me to say to this email? And I'm like, we're not talking about emails right now. So I think like there has to be kind of like that role to put, us in place yeah i mean i think boundaries are super important when it comes to having that balance it's it's just so easy to just slip up and and whether you work with your partner or not oh yeah and and i think that was something that i had to work through a lot is coming from corporate and having those horrible habits and then having them transition over and then me still trying to do those things as far as answering an email at 8 p.m. or you know doing something last minute after work hours was just just not not great at all so yeah I mean I think Tasha's been great about setting those boundaries and just being like hey now is not the time for that like yeah it's just so refreshing and um, it's definitely needed so yeah I don't know where I've heard about this but I think like whether this is with clients or your partner or your team or whatever, I've just learned you have to communicate your boundaries or people won't respect them or won't even know that they're there. Like it's not that you're ever trying to disrespect my boundaries, but sometimes I genuinely have to say, I'm not working right now. So don't ask me a question, slack me, like click up me or whatever you got to do. So I think like, that is just important to understand where your boundaries are and communicate them because Marlon also knows if I'm like going off on this brand new idea, he might be like, go write it out versus like he, him wanting to absorb, like go write it out. I don't want to hear it. Or like just absorbing it and being a part of it and like going with that energy while it's fresh. I feel like I'm just thinking of like the book, big magic because that's like what it's all about. And that's how I take ideation. When I get the idea, I don't let it go away, but it's not like let's implement and make it tasks and like have a team meeting. Like, no. Oh, we forgot about team meetings. Hello. We have a team meeting. Cause going back to the question we got before, what does Marlon's day to day look like? Every Monday is our rundown meeting every Monday. That's something that I used to do with my old OBM and nine 30 ish. Depends. <laughs> 9 30 ish AM. It's on our calendars. And we basically run through all the major categories. So, like our offers, what projects are going on, intensives, the podcast, what's going on this week. And then, kind of checking in on what I'm doing, what speaking we have, what deadlines we have, like just doing an overview. And, like, whether you do this with a team member or yourself, it's yeah. really helpful. I can't imagine not doing our weekly meeting. So we don't do that with all of our team, but we definitely do it together. And it's, it's really helpful. So didn't need to mention that. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So our final question is 
People are wanting to know, what do I need to know to bring my partner, my husband, whoever into your business? And I also was doing a like confession series on my stories the other day. And someone's confession was hiring my partner was the biggest mistake I ever made. It never works out. And I think it's important, like, I feel like it works really well for us, but I never want to glamorize that like hiring your partner is easy or the right thing for everyone or that ultimate next level of success for everyone. I think retiring your partner from their corporate job seems really great and dandy, but it's truly not for everyone. And I would say the first thing, like I was like thinking of what are the things we did to bring you on. The first thing I did is reached out to every single person I knew that has their partner full-time on their team. And I was like, what do I need to know? Like, seriously, what do I need to know? And from that, I learned a lot of things. I learned that knowing your roles and your relationship and your personality is important to understand what is and is not going to work in a working relationship. Because one person I talked to said it was great when we needed it, but like, honestly, I am their nightmare boss and they are my nightmare employee. We're just not meant to work together. But then I also had someone say it works for us. Our dynamic, our personality is what we both want in life. It is perfect for us. So that was kind of the first thing that I did. And I think we like collectively did is like sat down and we were like, what does this role look like for Marlon? What are his strengths? What does he want out of a career? Is there any other ultimate goal? Is this temporary? Is this like the end all be all? And what do we need to consider? Like having those boundaries, like over communicating, like, what do we need to do? Because of course we can talk about all the back end things you need to do to hire someone. But the most important thing was making sure our relationship, whether it was in the business or in our future marriage was healthy first and foremost. So that's what I would recommend doing first is like genuinely figuring out, is it both of your desires? Do you want to hire your partner? does your partner actually want to work for your job? Because I feel like if either person is not like 100% wanting that, I think that could not be great. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I mean, for me, the first things that come to mind are, you know, like, can you envision them in that role? Do they have the capacity for it? Do they want it? Is it something that they're expressing that they will enjoy? Are they the type of person that will fit into that role, that will grow into that role. So yeah, I mean, a lot of factors that need to be considered and talked about amongst one another. But yeah, it's the idea sounds lovely, but you really have to get real with one another and figure out if this is something that you really want. Totally. Yeah. And I think it just made sense for us. And it also, I was able to be like, actually, I do have the capacity to hire someone full-time. It's actually kind of like more cost-effective than hiring someone part-time because they're fully dedicating their energy and your time into your business. So I realized I was at the point where I was even considering a full-time role and Marlon just seemed like the obvious first pick. 
And other than that, like, obviously it's literally just like hiring any other person full time. So look into what that looks like for your business type, your location. That's not my jam, but I'd say the only, the big other thing we did was we set up payroll with Gusto. I will leave a link in the show notes, but yeah, Gusto is what we use for payroll. Uh, My accountant set it up for us and that's how we figured out payments and it works amazing for that. So that's kind of the big like how thing. I think also another part of this is, yeah, there's a lot that comes along with this. Like I know something that I'm still struggling with this and Marlon struggles with in a different way is like me feeling the pressure that our entire like family is supported off my business, but understanding it's more of a we, not just me and Marlon, but also our other team members, Um, And it's not just me that's putting in the effort. It's really is a team effort. So I can't fully put that pressure on myself, but there is that pressure to an extent. Um, And I think also like changing our dynamics of our, I mean, everyone, this isn't like a finances episode, but everyone splits things differently. Everyone contributes to their household differently. We used to be pretty like 50-50 in how much we made, Um, but obviously things shifted because the CEO naturally is supposed to make more, but technically it's all our money. So as we get married, we're, we're navigating that, but I think that was also stuff that we had to figure out of like, okay, like maybe my expenses is going to go up more because my salary has gone up more um, and we kind of shift things around. But I think the biggest thing is like, especially when you first started, it was just always communicating. Like I'm always asking you, like, are you still enjoying things? Like, how's it going? How are you feeling? Like, and also understanding where I'm not the most patient person. And I think with my contractors and team members, I'm always, I think a good boss. I always speak in a appropriate way but i think because we know each other so well it can be pretty easy for me to get maybe a little extra impatient so that's something i'm working on of like understanding how to communicate better communication honestly is how it works and it works really well i'm so grateful for it that we can both take off and that we are in control of how much we're making and we're dreaming and he can support me on business trips. Like it works really well, but it's definitely been hard. Like it wasn't an easy transition. No, by far. Yeah. Well, that's the last question. I'm going to add in a little bonus question since they know the season's ending and we're working on the next season of the podcast. We're adding in some YouTube. YouTube. And we're also working on something fun, a secret project. A secret project. We laugh because we like obsess over the fact that like we know what direction we're moving in, but we like literally don't know what we're creating for next year. But we know it's going to be great, but we like literally don't know what it is. (laughs) Um, But I'm curious, like, what are you most excited for next year? Like Shine with Natasha 2022. That was weird to say. (laughs) We're getting married in 2022. But like looking ahead into next year, because we've been doing tons of goal planning and I'm just curious, what do you think like about this direction, this pivot, the new additions? Right. I'm, I'm just ready for the, the new shift to see how we embrace it, yeah. to see what we can accomplish for 2022. I mean, the sky's the limit. So I think now you're ready, Sean with Natasha is ready to 
pivot into something bigger. So yeah, yeah I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me for the podcast. You warmed up just nicely. Um, And thank you all for submitting your questions and for tuning into the show and for supporting us during our second season of the podcast. Definitely feel free to go back and binge any episodes that you may have missed. But don't you worry. We are working away on having better guests than ever amazing topics and even more episodes for you to listen to and tune into to help you shine even brighter next year. So keep an eye out January, 2022. We are coming back for season three and I can't wait for you to see what we've got up our sleeves. So have a great rest of your year and we'll see you in 2022. Bye. Thank you so much to today's expert guests for joining us. If you want to connect with today's guests or check out any of the important links mentioned in the show, I've linked the details in today's show notes. Join the conversation at hashtag the shine online podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. If you love what you've heard today, we really appreciate it. And it helps support our show. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your business to shine. I'll see you next time.